The Pittsburgh Steelers walked away victorious for the third time this season, defeating the New Orleans Saints 20-10 to in a victory that seemed much more in sight than the score says the score seemed throughout the game. And it came from three areas, three surprise, surprising, I guess, moves, plays from three players that you wouldn't expect to make these types of moves. Or maybe you would. I don't know. Let's get into it. The Pittsburgh Steelers walked away winners for the third time this season. And for the third time this season, it was a team effort. They do not win behind the offense or the defense. That's not how this team operates. That's not how this team is going to operate for the rest of the season. They have a rookie quarterback, a a new offensive line, a defense that is half veteran, half youngsters, all meshing together for the first time in a bunch of pieces that we don't know how they're going to interact. And they're only what 10 games now deep nine games deep and when they do win it kind of seems like it's coming from surprising places and those surprising places in this game came from George Pickens out of play you'd never imagine George Pickens would run and one that he does not want to run ever again one from Jalen Warren that maybe you would expect but you didn't expect what he did in the moment And then one from an unsung hero on defense that did not get the credit for a play that he definitely deserves the credit for. I got three sound clips for you, three sound bites for you from each one of these guys from after the game that I love to share. I love to bring the locker room to you guys because the locker room is the best part about this job. So let's start with George Pickens. Runs it in from a one-yard touchdown right up the middle between the tackles, opens the game up with a touchdown. Nobody saw it coming. A lot of people saw George Pickens having a successful game against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Almost none of them saw all of this. None of them said George Pickens is going to score on a rushing touchdown from inside the one-yard line between the tackles through the B-gap. Nobody saw that coming. But it happened, and this is what he had to say about it. You ever run up the middle for a touchdown in your, in your life before? <laughs> literally, between tackles? Yeah, literally. Last time I did, like, the thing I did today is literally probably last time I ran in between the tackles, yeah. linebacker area. It's about the last time I'm going to do that as well. So, um, with that being said, it was just, you know, like, when we win it, guys, it's like, it's a lot of fun. You know what I mean? Just for the crowd, too. The fan, everybody. You know what I mean? Did you, coming into the game, did you expect to be that heavy involved in the running game? No. Nah. I mean, coming into the game, we was trying to, uh, you know, like, make sure our assignment's right, make sure they play the right coverage for the big home run shots and the big plays that we have drawn up. So uh, I wasn't really expecting them, you know, run the ball, but that was like a fastball, you know what I mean? Quick play, quick tempo, so hitting line or wherever you at right in the moment. So it was really like in a moment thing. I'm glad it happened. You can't blame George there. You just can't. Nobody wants to run from right up the gut and get hit by the biggest guys on the football team. That doesn't sound fun to anybody. Kenny Pickett did it three or four times in this game, and every single time you thought, man, how many more times can he get hit like that, stand up on his limp because he's got a bad ankle now, and continue to get hit like that. But George did it. And that's how the Steelers got on the board first, is with a George Pickens two-yard, one-yard, whatever it was, touchdown run. And that's how they're going to keep winning. That's how they got on the board against Philadelphia is a Chase Claypool pass. That's what's going to happen. That's how you win when you're developing a team. 
You put together everything you can and you try to win. That's what they did here. The other two come from areas of guys that you expect these things to happen from, but how they happened exploded and made the instances way cooler. I think the George Pickens instance was awesome. I think that was exactly what the Steelers needed. They needed something creative. You saw the Matt Canada flash in the booth and you were like, maybe he didn't call that play. I think he did because I think that is a Matt Canada style play, a get really creative kind of play. You know, he can't make a 10 yard pass work, but he could definitely make a Chase Claypool to Derek Watt touchdown pass work. So he could definitely design a George Pickens up the middle kind of run. I would believe that 100%. That's how they win. But you can't do that every time. That's the problem. But that's okay as long as you come up with enough of them to make it successful and then find success in the other plays, the plays that Jalen Warren and Larry Ogunjobi made. That's how you find that success. Because Larry Larry Ogunjobi sealed the game on defense. Jalen Warren sealed it on offense. And let's go to to uh, Jalen Warren because Jalen Warren was the second part of this. He was the offensive. That's it. It's over, folks. 21-yard burst around the edge where he jumped over somebody, and I had to ask him about it. When you hurdle somebody like that, is that just pure instinct? or? Yeah. I mean, I've seen vlogs, and I just see one dude, and I'm thinking in my head while I'm running, like, what am I going to do? I don't have much space to make a move. And he went down, and Barry just jumped, so <laughs> went with it. And, uh, Is that something you see Najee doing? Just kind of. Yeah, I wanna actually went to Najee. Like, did I look like you, bro? Yeah, I was like, I was trying. To, I was like, I'm on my. I was trying to be on my Najee shoes right now. <laughs> Jalen is quickly becoming one of my favorite people in the locker room. We have connected on a number of things that just. I, I think the fact that I'm 26 years old and he's very young as well help us connect on like you know, modern warfare, staying up all night and getting in trouble from our parents because we have to go to school in the morning, but we played, you know, team death match all night long, those kind of things. And the fact that he's a very personable guy who is going to speak his truth and he's not worried about anything or what anybody thinks. The first time I ever met this guy, he told me, I'm an underdog. I've been an underdog my entire life. Look at my career path. Look at how I got here. Nobody's ever given me a step forward without having to earn it. And here he is, sealing games for the Pittsburgh Steelers, earning another step forward. I think this game was a statement game for him to say, look it, we need two running backs in Pittsburgh. Everybody acknowledges that we need two running backs in Pittsburgh. I can be that guy. Give me the opportunity. Give me a real, real opportunity. And they did, and he made it work. He didn't make it work all game long. He just worked in the passing game. And then on that last drive, he said, I need a burst. It's third and eight. We got to shut the clock out. It's got to work. And he took it around the end and he jumped over somebody and he made it work. And it was a play that you're going to look back on next week and you're going to say, this started it. This is what started the Jalen Warren train next to Najee Harris. This is now a one-two punch, and Jalen fully understands that he is the two in this punch, and that's okay. I think he should be the two in this punch, but he fully understands that that's how this is going to work, and he's going to make the most of it, and you saw it. And if your backup undrafted rookie 
could come up with a play like that in that circumstance, man, you got a much better running back duo than you thought coming into the season and then you thought coming into the game. And lastly is Larry Ogunjobi, the unsung hero of the Pittsburgh Steelers that I needed to go up to and tell him, look at man, everybody might have been cheering for Robert Spillane on that fourth and one stop, everybody, but you were the hero of that play. Because if you go back and watch it, he stuffs that line better than I've ever seen ever. He literally holds up two guys and says, nobody's moving. Sorry, you're not pushing me at all. And he didn't. He didn't move an inch. He didn't move a centimeter. He is the hero of that play. This is what he had to say afterwards. So that uh, fourth and one right there, mm-hmm. you know, like the crowd and everybody was obviously saw Spillane pulling back, but you watched the replay, and that's you stopping that defensive or that offensive line. Was that just pure my determination over your determination uh, right there? Yeah, man, I just uh, just wanted to make a play, you know. I feel the energy, you feel the crowd, you know, everybody's into it, you know. I feel like for us it was like a must win, you know, just to get back on track, get that taste out of our mouths and, uh, you know, just try to start turning this thing around. So it was excited. Was it, I, I don't want to say is it easier, but like sure. when the momentum's there, because you guys have the momentum yeah. all game, making a play like that, does it seem um, like it's I like think that? it's like, that's what you feed off of. You yeah. know, guys are making plays, the energy's high. I mean, you just feed off each other and that's when big plays are made. When, uh, have you, have you had a moment like that before? Like where you shoved the fourth down and you were right there on the nose? Um, actually when we played the Steelers when I was at the Browns <laughs> during the playoffs, um, uh, I think it was 2020, the COVID year. Yeah. Yeah, I had one like that too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll make sure to put a little asterisk yeah, when I mention sure. that one. Larry O probably isn't getting what he thought when he came to Pittsburgh. You know, like I, I know he was supposed to go to Chicago and things would have been worse there, but I don't think he signed with the Pittsburgh Steelers and thought we were going to be three and six heading into week 11. I just don't think that that was a thought on his mind. But here he is, and he's making the most out of it. And the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to find themselves in a predicament because at the end of the season, he's worth another contract, a big one. And I think you have to give it to him to some degree. He understands the NFL. He's a veteran presence. Him next to Cam Cam Hayward when TJ Watt and Alex Highsmith are both on the field together is a deadly combination. And the Steelers saw that in week 10. Now it's a matter of, can they continue it? But Larry O needs to be highlighted because Larry O has done this all season long, time and time again. There has never been a moment too big for this guy. There has never been a time where you thought, man, he wasn't worth his contract. The Steelers got a steal for this guy. And he saved them a game and he's not even worried about it. The first thing he said when he went up to me, I said, yeah, I I know that everybody is going to talk about Robert Spillane in that play and everybody's fired up about Rob but you watch the replay and it's you. And he just smiled and he said, I appreciate you, bro. He's not looking for recognition. He's not looking to be the star or the guy that everybody has the cameras on. He's just looking to play football and he's looking to win. The Steelers need a bunch of those guys. He is a building block. He's a veteran piece that you could continue to add around for the next three or four years. The Steelers find themselves in a bad spot because I don't know how their money looks next year if they can afford him. They're going to be talking about Alex Highsmith. They're going to be talking about a bunch of other guys. But he's got to be high on their list after that one. I don't know what the rest of the Steelers season has in store 
But what I do know is that right now, after week 10, they look good. George Pickens said it himself. He said, we crave this now. And maybe the bye week kind of just reset everything, allowed us to breathe. I don't know what that breath is going to do. But it seems like a breath of fresh air and a breath that everybody needed. Everybody needed to get the hostility out and to just relax. These three guys carried this team today in big ways and big moments. And none of them are part of the X factors, if you want to call them, that the Steelers are going to rely on each week. At least not in the ways that they were put in a spot this week, the way that they executed this week. Nobody expects George Pickens to run between the tackles and score. Nobody expects Jalen Warren over guys and make 21-yard rushes on third and eight to seal a game. And nobody expects Larry Ogunjobi to be the defensive star that shuts down a fourth and one drive. But they did it, and the Steelers won. And if they keep doing it like this, eventually their superstars like TJ Watt and Deontay Johnson and Najee Harris are going to click. And if they got weapons to stack on weapons, maybe this season isn't over yet.